welcome to the recap. Remembering every circumstance and Abraham's faith. Promise. Pro- Abraham's promise. Yeah. Promise. Yes. There it is. Genesis twenty-two. What was it about, Dave? It's the famous, very famous. We we're just talking about the very famous kind of Sunday school story of Abraham being called by God to bring Isaac up and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. And uh, so the way I broke it down was, you know, the testing. We get to find out right away from Moses that God is putting Abraham through a trial to refine his faith and to, I think, again, just show him that he can always trust his, his faithful God. He's powerful enough to do whatever he needs to do to keep his promises. And then... Um, then we get to see Abraham's faith. Uh, you know, I, I've always wondered, um, and it just kind of was highlighted for me, like why all the little details about, about everything that Abraham's doing? And I think it's just to show us, man, he got up and he did what he had to do to follow Jesus um, or follow God, you know, follow Jesus isn't quite here in the picture here yet, but to follow his God who keeps his promises uh, even to, you know, getting the wood and saddling the donkey and just kind of all these mundane things that we hear about is his, his obedience. And then the provision that God gives them as they get to the top of the mountain and Isaac is bound on the altar and God says, Hey, don't touch him. Uh, And he sees a ram in the thicket caught by the horns and they get to, and then he says, uh, you know, instead of your son, uh, you can sacrifice this ram as a substitute sacrifice and so there's so many um so many parallels here of of we're supposed to see uh with jesus we're supposed to see isaac as this kind of uh faith-filled uh submissive son uh who is silent before you know the shearers like it talks about jesus uh, who is willing to trust his father to the, even to the point of death as a sacrifice? Uh, I think we're supposed to see um, supposed to see death and resurrection in Isaac not being sacrificed but living. I think we're supposed to see uh, just all sorts of these parallels. You know, Isaac carries the wood up on his back. Jesus carried his cross up the hill. Um, mm-hmm. So just just so many different parallels to see there and then also supposed to see that our God uh, calls us sometimes to places that we don't understand, but he always provides what we need in those places to keep his promises. So maybe a summary. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an um, interesting point that you made about Isaac carrying the wood up and I hadn't thought of that connection to Jesus carrying his cross. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times Abraham's the focus yeah. in the Sunday school class mm-hmm. and interesting just to see all the parallels with Isaac mm-hmm. and just what, how, you know, and I talked about a little bit like the tenderness and the sweetness, but how deep their relationship must have been to just have that, kind of, <laughs> that kind of trust in his father. Um, like Abraham had in his God, you know, I think. And I think I, I think Isaac probably had a lot of faith in God too. You know, I'm sure he had been recounted all the stories and probably thought of himself as this one that God had promised, you know. And um, 
So I think I think all that's at play, you know, just like in all of our Christian lives, all, you know, all, you know, 20 or 30 years of our experience walking with God, it all plays into every next moment of walking with God. And so that's all that's all coming into play here. Mm-hmm. Save us. So host. what <laughs> what specific <laughs> yeah, I'll just ask, yeah. what specific application would you have for us? Yeah. You know, like this is meant to point to Jesus and I think it was meant to be a picture of substitutionary atonement yep. that God was going to do himself and provide his son for. Yep. And then, so what are some different applications that we can draw out of this? Cause I kind of struggle with this passage a little <laughs> bit of like, well, God's not going to call me to do this in this way. You we'll know, see. I'm well, kid- I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. For sure to have faith. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like you were pointing out that Abraham is just so, sure that God will provide um, just to see his faith. And so, I mean, all of our faiths are going to be tested in some way, shape or form, but this was a unique, you know, story in redemptive history that God was using to point ahead to Jesus. So how do we, yeah. How do we take this for our everyday life? Yeah. I think um, one of the points I made would be, you know, in Hebrew, I love, I've loved, I didn't, I didn't even see this coming at all, but I have loved reading Genesis next to Hebrews 11 mm. and the heroes of the faith. Um, just like, this is my commentary. I, that tells me what's <laughs> happening. It's great. Yep. It saves me so, all sorts of study time. Um, but I think, you know, where it says that Abraham was actually believing that God would raise his son from the dead. So one of the points I made was, you know, we have we have this Savior who came and died for our sins and rose again and promises us resurrection life. And so how was Abraham able to walk by faith in the midst of trials? And then in the midst of, I, th- I mean, I think the main point here is like, he, he just doesn't get it. Like uh, he, he, he knows what God is calling him to do. He's trying to walk step by step in obedience. Isaac asked him a question. Abraham's like, I don't, God's going to provide. You know, I just, that, that's what I know. And how does he walk forward in that faith in this really difficult thing in the hope of resurrection? Uh, that, mm-hmm. and, then, and there's all these hard things going on, but we have a God who raises us from the dead and gives us eternal life. And Abraham's hope is in the resurrection, which is really a powerful. So that'd be one application if you're mm-hmm. listening and life is messy and confusing and you just don't know exactly what God's doing right now. One thing you do know is that you have a God who raises the dead mm-hmm. and he's going to, he's going to get you there. Uh, he's going to provide what you need to get there. Uh, the other, the other, another application would be um, that God does provide all we need. Uh, ultimately, like ultimately in Jesus, he's provided all we need. All the promises of God find their yes in Jesus, right? That's the really clear uh, biblical theological kind of picture here, but I think even in uh, even in just the day to day life, you know, applying that provision that we have in Christ, you know, I always think of Psalm twenty three: "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." What does He do? He leads me to green pastures and still waters, so that God has began this good work in you through the provision, ultimate provision of Jesus. He's going to be faithful to walk with you and just provide moment by moment. <laughs> what you need. Um, and so, and the, all of that would just lead to the application of, um, sometimes, uh, faith looks like just trusting God's promises and purposes 
even when there's a lot unclear in your life, um, a lot unclear in the circumstances. Um, and I think that, that, that that's what we could take away from Abraham's part is, man, when stuff is unclear and I don't quite understand what God's doing, I, I can still trust him in that. I don't need the answers. I, one of our mm-hmm. uh, one of our members' uh, daughters made me a shirt, you know, that said uh, "God before Google" because apparently I say that a lot when I <laughs> preach. Yes. Um, so now I accidentally wear that out sometimes, and people look at me funny, but it's great. It's, <laughs> um, but I think that that'd be that's the main point I'm saying is we, you know we we're just living such a man. I need the answer now. I need the comfort now. I need the resolution now. I just, I just need my answers now. And there's just so many times where our particular culture of instant gratification and one-click buying and, uh, you know, can fix it in about five seconds really sets us up poorly for long, faithful obedience and trusting God's promises when we don't have clear answers. And so I think this is a text that would just remind us Hey, this is a thirty-year story, and mm-hmm. and uh, God God can keep His promises that long, you know, through season after season of uncertainty and trial after trial. So, it would be a few applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Is there a little nugget that you have for uh, just to think about for this upcoming week or this upcoming Sunday? I should say. Yeah, I think this upcoming Sunday is, um, well, it's a couple things. It's, uh, it's you know, I was going to preach all of 22 and just realize there was just too much in the first 14 verses. So now I'm kind of doing the back end of 22 and 23 together. And that the, the second half of 22 is God coming and really confirming with Abraham, hey, uh, the, now I know that you, you know, trust me and you love me. And so I'm going to keep my promises to you. And it would be easy to read that and think, well, so I got to like pass the test a certain way for God to keep his promises to mm-hmm. me. But I think because of the way we keep reading Genesis and because of the way Moses puts the test right up front, um, we, what we're meant to take by that is God is gracious to work in our lives the trials and the tests that we need that will strengthen our faith in such a way that that faith, which is given to us by God, I'm just thinking of First Peter 1 that I talked about last week, we're guarded by faith for this inheritance. And then God tests that faith and refines it. So at the end, the outcome is our salvation. So just to encourage people that whatever you're walking through is God's kind, um, confirming work in you to get you to the end. And that, that you know, I always say, you know, light and momentary affliction. Some people say, well, it's light and momentary, so, you know, don't don't struggle with that much. I always say, remember, it's light and momentary compared to <laughs> the glory that's coming. So mm-hmm. I, I know when I, even when I say this, I'm just, I'm always, because we, we've walked through, we've walked through over a decade-long trial now. And so I never want to come off as well. It's just light and momentary and God's confirming it. So be happy, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it is a different kind of thing to set your mind on the kindness of God and his providence in your life. So you can know this isn't purposeless. This isn't meaningless. He's getting me home. And so that might be the, the nugget that I'll talk more about and probably loudly on Sunday. So, cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm.